0: This program is presented by Birch Gold Group, the precious metal IRA specialists.
1: Good morning, in today's headlines, two U.S. banks collapse in a matter of days. The Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve come up with a plan to protect clients of failed banks.
2: U.S. officials stop hundreds of migrants trying to storm the border. Find out what caused them to make the desperate attempt. Millions in California
1: are bracing for another storm expected to take aim at the state today. This while residents are still dealing with the current flooding, prompting evacuations in some parts of the state.
2: Governor Ron DeSantis in the City of Lights. He took a swing at issues like communism, crime and education in a Las Vegas appearance.
1: And four leaf clovers, leprechauns, crowds donned in green. It's that time of the year again as St. Patrick's Day draws near. We take a look at a parade in Philadelphia.
2: Good morning. Welcome to NTD. I'm Kevin Hogan.
1: Happy Monday, everyone. I'm Evelyn Lee. Good morning. It's March 13th, and it was a hectic weekend for the financial sector. We're starting with the latest on the collapse
2: of Silicon Valley Bank, or SVB. U.S. regulators scrambled to find a solution to the problem. Depositors weren't sure what was happening with their money. Many workers at tech companies and startups were worried they might not get their paychecks. U.S.
1: Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said yesterday that the federal government will not bail out the failed bank. However, clients will be protected and will be able to access their money. Steps have been announced to help prevent additional bank runs. today's Jeremy Sandberg has more on the intervention.
3: The Treasury Department, Federal Reserve, and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, say all Silicon Valley bank clients will be able to access their money on Monday. The agencies put out a joint statement Sunday. The measure means to build up confidence amid concerns that the factors that caused the collapse could spread. Under the plan, depositors will be protected. That includes those with holdings over the $250,000 threshold covered by the FDIC limit. The Federal Reserve announced an expansive emergency lending program on Sunday. It's intended to prevent a wave of bank runs that would threaten the stability of the banking system and the economy. Banks that need money to pay depositors will be allowed to borrow from the Fed, as opposed to having to sell treasuries and other securities to raise that money. That's what happened in the case of Silicon Valley Bank. It had to sell bonds at a loss to cover a wave of withdrawals after customers grew concerned about the bank's health. The bank announced plans last week to raise close to $2 billion in order to strengthen its capital position. Shares plunged 60%. It was forced to sell $21 billion in highly liquid assets to cover the exodus of deposits and took close to a $2 billion loss. It slid into insolvency and had its assets seized by regulators on Friday. Under the Fed's new program, banks can post securities as collateral to borrow from the emergency facility. The U.S. Treasury has also set aside $25 billion to offset any losses incurred under the Fed's emergency lending program. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News.
1: SVB's collapse caused panic for some investors and startups in China. The bank's website says it's been operating there since 1999. It was popular among China-based venture capital firms and was one of the first banks to serve China startups.
2: HSBC bought the UK arm of SVB today. They acquired the stricken bank for a symbolic one pound. The deal brings an end to frantic weekend talks between the government, regulators and prospective buyers. And another U.S. bank failure was announced yesterday. Regulators have seized the New York-based Signature Bank. It's the third-largest bank failure in U.S. history after SVB. The FDIC has been appointed as receiver. The Treasury Department and regulators said in their joint statement yesterday that all depositors of Signature Bank will be made whole and that no losses will be borne by the taxpayer. Signature, like SVB, had a clientele concentrated in the tech sector as of September, almost a quarter of Signature's deposits came from the cryptocurrency sector. The bank announced in December it planned to shrink its crypto-related deposits by $8 billion. News of two banks collapsing over a few days had customers lining up to make withdrawals at a First Republic bank in California on Saturday. First Republic says it has now improved its financial health. It announced yesterday that it gained access to funding from the Fed and J.P. Morgan Chase.
1: Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says rising interest rates were SVB's core problem. The rates have been increased by the Federal Reserve to fight inflation. Many of the bank's bonds and mortgage blocked securities lost market value as rates
2: climbed. President Biden said in a statement he's committed to holding those responsible for the mess fully accountable. The president is set to address the banking crisis this morning. And U.S. officials stopped hundreds of migrants attempting to enter from Mexico yesterday. Many tried to secure appointments to apply for asylum via an app set up by the Biden administration, which they say has not been working. Cost Costamanas tells us more about what's happening at the border.
0: The migrants, many of them Venezuelan, gathered in Ciudad Juarez across the border from El Paso, Texas, but were unable to cross into the U.S., apprehended by barbed wire and barriers. Many of them said they had become frustrated with trying to use a new U.S. government app.
2: We're doing nothing
1: but waiting for an answer. This app is useless. I have waited a long time and there's no solution."
0: The app, called CBP1, was meant to streamline applications. Many say persistent glitches and high demand make the app unusable. Some say officials used pepper spray to thwart them. The crowd eventually withdrew after some pushing and shoving with officials. Some were heading down to the banks of the Rio Grande. Migrants were apprehended at two other locations on Sunday. Neither U.S. Customs and Border Protection nor Mexico's National Migration Authority immediately replied to requests for comment. According to the Department of Homeland Security, recent updates on the app will simplify and speed up the process. Cost MNS, NTD News.
1: At least eight people have died after two fishing boats capsized off the coast of San Diego. Officials say they perished in what appears to be a human trafficking operation. Authorities refer to it as one of the worst tragedies of this kind in California.
4: Around midnight last night, there was a 911 call that came in. Lifeguards, Border Patrol and Coast Guard were dispatched. We went to Black's Beach. We launched the Coast Guard helicopter and a Coast Guard small boat. The result is we found one panga made it to shore with approximately eight people on board. The second panga with 15 overturned in the surf. This is not necessarily people trying to find a better life. This is part of a transnational criminal organization effort to smuggle people into the United States. These people are often labor trafficked and sex trafficked when they arrive.
1: The nationalities of the victims are currently unknown. But according to officials, all were adults. Recovery efforts resumed Sunday, but no additional bodies were found.
2: Authorities said the search was suspended at around 3.30 p.m. yesterday. The smuggling operation and overnight rescue efforts were likely made worse by hazardous weather.
1: And local border patrol says the incident was one of a few hundred migrant smuggling events recorded in the area this year.
2: Other attempts included incidents of migrants swimming, traveling by surfboard, or taking fishing boats to enter the U.S. Millions in California are bracing for another round of storms while residents are still reeling from previous downpours. We take a look at the situation.
5: Roads and streets are now rivers in parts of California after heavy rainfall in recent days. But now millions of residents are bracing for more. The 11th atmospheric river is expected to take aim at the state on Monday and may bring even more flooding to central and northern California.
1: Um, we're okay. looking at a 100-year flood so um, it's a lot of
5: people. Among the hardest-hit areas is Monterey County. The Pajaro River breached a levee on Friday, sending raging waters sweeping through neighborhoods. While all eyes are on the broken levee, The Salinas River to the south was also overflowing, prompting more evacuation orders in Monterey County.
2: The Sheriff's Office just issued an evacuation, upgraded an evacuation warning to an evacuation order uh, for the Salinas River and affected areas. Um, This is a very important evacuation order because it encompasses uh, a large amount of uh,
5: residential uh, structures as well as commercial agricultural structures. Dramatic video responders using a chopper to rescue a man trapped by rising floodwaters Saturday in California. Authorities said the man was driving his car when he got swept away in the middle of the flooded Salinas River in King City. Responders say the man was shaken but not hurt. Another video shows California National Guard soldiers supporting local first responders in rescues near the Pajaro River. About 15 million people remain under flood watches in California and Nevada. Local officials say the storm has killed at least two people so far.
1: Florida Governor Ron DeSantis tackled issues like crime, communism, and education in Las Vegas this weekend. The appearance was part of his Freedom Blueprint trip. NTD's Daniel Monaghan brings us more on his remarks. Hello
4: Las Vegas! DeSantis told the crowd that he grew up in Florida, but never saw California license plates in the state until COVID hit.
6: If you look over the last four or five years, you've seen a massive exodus. It's really been a great American exodus away from states governed by leftist politicians imposing leftist ideology in two states like Florida, who've really represented the promised land of freedom.
4: DeSantis says he has not consulted any polls as governor. A leader, he remarks, should set out a vision, execute it, and get results, adding that leadership should be done in bold colors, not in pale pastels. On crime, DeSantis criticized what he called left-wing states for, quote, letting criminals run wild on the streets. He says Florida stands for law and order, for prosecuting, not coddling criminals.
6: We're not gonna treat people that riot and loot like they do in Portland where they'll arrest you, take your mugshot, slap you on the wrist and put you right back on the street to do it again. No, in Florida, if you're doing that, you're not getting a slap on the wrist, you're getting the inside of a jail cell.
4: The Florida governor then touched on battles, he says Florida has fought to make sure the schools are educating kids, not what he called indoctrinating them.
6: University is about the pursuit of truth, it's about academic integrity and raising the bar and giving students a foundation so that they can be citizens of our republic and think for themselves.
4: DeSantis says Florida is also taking a strong stance against communism.
6: We're also the first state in the country to establish every November 10th, the day in our schools is earmarked, to teach our students at all grade levels about the evils of communist regimes throughout history. We're going to tell the truth about Marxism and Leninism
4: and he criticized the media for what he called the book ban hoax. DeSantis says pornographic materials don't belong in a middle school library and says there is a concerted effort to inject these sexual matters into the education of the nation's youth. DeSantis gave no overt indication that he is planning a presidential run, but has scheduled a series of events across the country in recent weeks as he builds his national profile. Daniel Monahan, NTD News.
1: Now before we head into the break, a quick message from our sponsor, Birch Gold Group. If you buy gold, you'll get a free safe to store it in. That's right, on qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group. Now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door.
2: Visit birchgold.com slash NTD to get your free info kit on gold and claim eligibility for your free safe. The experts at Birch Gold say the Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control, but Birch Gold doesn't see that working.
1: Birch Gold is offering you the opportunity to hedge inflation by owning gold, whether physical gold and silver, or through an IRA in precious metals, where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account.
2: Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Visit birchgold.com NTD for your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, visit birchgold.com NTD. And coming up, four-leaf clovers, leprechauns, crowds donned in green. It's that time of year again as St. Patrick's Day draws near. We take a look at the Philadelphia parade after the break. An award season in Hollywood has arrived. We take a look at who took home an Oscar. That and more when we return from the break. Welcome back. The annual Philadelphia St. Patrick's Day Parade took place on Sunday. It featured marching bands, Irish dancers, and cultural groups. NTD's Daniel Monahan has the report.
4: Susan plans to celebrate St. Patrick's Day by making corned beef and cabbage and going to church to say a prayer.
2: Very important to preserve the tradition, to pass down to uh, my children, my grandchildren, so they realize what was given up for them
5: to come to this country for freedom.
4: <laughs> Joe Hohenstein is a state representative.
5: The Irish are the one of the immigrant groups
7: that really created all of the United States.
4: He adds that the Irish have made America their own, but they've also done it by being consistent and staying with their heritage. Joe Harris plays bass violin with the Quaker City String Band and is happy to participate in the parade.
0: For
3: me, I have some Irish heritage, so uh, it's a very important day uh, for the Irish in Philadelphia.
0: Coming up.
4: Parade Grand Marshal Dan Harrell says it's emotional to be around all these old friends, most of whom he says he coached.
3: As far as I know, uh, your own individual heritage, you should really learn from it, learn from those folks we are ahead of us, and try to keep on improving what they did.
4: Retired police officer Pat Bradley says Philadelphia is a great town. He enjoyed a tour of Old Town the day prior and is looking forward to the parade.
3: We observe St. Patrick's Day a few ways. Religiously, we go to church, and then, and then we come to the parade and we celebrate. We also, in my, in my family, we also have a tradition of, of music, so that's what we do. That's how we, that's how we celebrate.
4: Tom Stevens is the CEO of the Pro-Life Union in Philadelphia. We just, uh, we need to let people know that St. Patrick was, was an important uh, figure in the history of the world and that Ireland is, is the, the eye of the world as well. Tom Lavelle says his grandparents are from Ireland. Well,
7: it's a religious, I'm Catholic, it's a religious holiday. We've been doing the parade over 200 years.
4: The theme for the 2023 parade is St. Patrick, let there be peace. Daniel Monahan, NTD News.
1: The city of Chicago honored St. Patrick's Day on Saturday with the dyeing of the Chicago River and a parade. Irish families say St. Patrick's Day is an opportunity to celebrate their heritage with friends and family and welcome the arrival of spring.
5: The St. Paddy's Day tradition of dyeing the Chicago River green attracted thousands. At 10 a.m., a boat dumped 40 pounds of powder into the river. Then, another boat crisscrossed the river to stir up the water. The process of dyeing the river takes about 45 minutes. The tradition began with the Chicago mayor's efforts to clean up waterfront waste in 1955. The city's plumbers used green dye to identify leaky sewage pipes. In 1962, the tradition officially began with the plumber's local union dumping 100 pounds of the dye into the Chicago River. Following the dying of the Chicago River, a parade of Irish culture was held nearby. Families came out to watch the parade and celebrate the holiday. Olivia Leone from Chicago, who is half Irish, came out to celebrate.
2: I'm here today to celebrate my mother's Gaelic heritage. St. Patrick's Day is all about family and just celebrating culture and
7: heritage.
5: Tracy Kavanaugh plays bagpipe in the parade. She shares her plans to celebrate St. Patrick's Day
7: a big party, and we have music, Irish music, and um, enjoy, enjoy each other's company.
5: Chicago resident John Daly, who is also Irish, came out to celebrate with his family.
6: St. Patrick's Day is always the kickoff for spring. Everything opens up after winter with St. Patrick's Day. Everything greens up, and it's just a festive day.
5: Reporting by Angela Moy, NTD News, Chicago.
2: This year's Academy Awards turned into a race between two films that could hardly be more different, a brutal World War I drama, and a tour through the multiverse. Let's take a look at the big winners on Hollywood's Biggest Night.
8: Everything, everywhere,
2: all at once.
8: The award season coronation is complete. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once topped the 95th Academy Awards with seven Oscars, all in major categories, including Best Picture.
0: Edward Berger, All Quiet on the Western Front.
8: Earlier, it appeared an upset might be in the making. Midway through the evening, the German film All Quiet on the Western Front led the way with four awards, including cinematography and international feature film.
1: Brendan Fraser. <laughs> the Way.
8: The Whale star, Brendan Fraser, completed his own glorious Oscar season and paid tribute to the other lead actor nominees.
7: You laid your whale-sized hearts bare so that we could see into your souls like no one else could do, and it is my honor to be named alongside you in this category.
8: Everything Everywhere took the rest of the acting awards. Supporting actor to Ki Hui Kwan.
5: My journey started on a boat. I spent a year in a refugee camp, and somehow I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage.
8: Supporting actress to Jamie Lee Curtis, who thanked everyone who'd ever worked on or seen one of her films.
5: And my mother and my
2: father were both nominated for Oscars in different categories. I just want an Oscar.
8: And Michelle Yeoh became the first woman of Asian descent to win Best Actress.
2: Dream big, and dreams do come true. And ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime.
7: You never give up.
8: Paul Rogers won for editing the film and the everything everywhere pair of Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert accepted a trio of trophies, original screenplay, director, and picture.
5: There is greatness in every single person. It doesn't matter who they are. They are it's, you have a, a genius that is waiting to erupt. You just need to find the right people to unlock that. Thank you so much to everyone who has unlocked my genius. <laughs>
1: Coming up, a math teacher used invented games to entertain his kids while stuck at home during the pandemic. Fast forward a couple years, and he's now launched his first board game with another one in the works. That's after the break. Welcome back. A math teacher who used invented games to ent- entertain his kids while stuck at home during the pandemic is now launched his first board game with another one in the works already. Here's the story. Eric Olson is usually teaching math at Idaho Technical Career Academy, and when he's not, he's fulfilling his dad duties. And during COVID, his kids spent all summer at home that's when he had to get creative.
7: Okay, it's a, it's a knight, a knight in shining armor. King oh, Arthur. I King Arthur. And then I the sword, I was... the sword I her. Ah! Not to inspire people <laughs> to have a messy kitchen table, but uh, the kitchen table is a little messy. And there were some things on the table and I just kind of rearranged them and asked the kids what I made from those uh, knickknacks that were on the table. And uh, that was kind of the inspiration of the game.
1: He knows the struggle of getting his kids off their devices firsthand. That's why he invented the game.
7: I like to play games with my family, with my, with my kids back here um, and my wife when I can get her to play. And I like to play games with my friends. It's a great way for us to be off our devices and actually hanging out together. And this game is a game that kids can play, that grandparents can play and have played.
1: The game is now gaining national attention. It's available at Target, Amazon and other toy stores. But before that, it went through an extensive developing process and feedback loops.
7: Um, These words are too easy and these words are too hard and all that type of feedback. And and after playing it for almost six months with friends and family and um, and some complete strangers, um, the game was finished.
1: In Glyphics, instead of drawing what the clue is, players use shapes that come with the game to put the clue together and let other players guess.
7: And you might not have every piece that you need, and that's on purpose, and it kind of forces the creativity and kind of makes it uh, kind of fun because people can't build exactly what they want to build.
1: Since Glyphics, Olsen says he's come up with seven or eight more games. The next one is set to launch this summer.
2: The results are in for the world's second-largest cross-country ski race. Thousands gathered in the Swiss Alps for the Engadine Ski Marathon, an event that took them through a unique winter landscape. Our no Tom from France took the men's race. A sprint finish saw him finish ahead of fellow Frenchman Tom Mancini with local Swiss Jason Roish completing the podium. For the women, local favorite Juliana Wero claimed the title. She was followed by Swiss compatriots Nadia Kalin and Anya Weber. More than 12,500 participants from 42 nations competed in the 53rd edition of the event. The marathon has attracted thousands of participants every second Sunday in March since 1969. And you know, Evelyn, I've done some skiing in my day. It's not like cross-country skiing, but alpine skiing.
1: Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I haven't done that much of skiing, but I just know that looking at that, this will be much more challenging. Challenging. Everything was flat.
2: Oh yeah, I like just going downhill. And you, it's fun, you get to carve.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I've never reached that level. I'm really wobbly on my feet still, but.
2: Where have I mean. you skied?
1: Uh, Switzerland and mostly the US though.
2: I bet that was beautiful.
1: It is, love the alpine mountains. Wow. All right, that's all for today's program. We'd love to hear from you. You can share your thoughts and your story at goodmorning.attd.com. So shoot us an email if you'd like. Thanks for watching. I'm Evelyn Lee.
2: And I'm Kevin Hogan.